Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, thank you for joining us as always. I hope everybody has a very happy Thanksgiving coming up, and it's a busy weekend for us. So without any further ado, I'd like to turn things over to W's Executive Vice President of Talent Live Events and Creative, Paul Triple H. Levesque. How are you? Thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us. I uh, feel like it's been a while since we've done one of these, but it really hasn't been that long. I suppose it's just been extra busy and uh, makes it seem longer. But um, it's an exciting time, as always, for NXT. The, uh, the show on USA now, two hours live every week, um, I think has, has gone incredibly well for us. I'm happy with the the shows, the performances, the way everybody stepped up to live television, it's a big transition, um, the way everybody stepped up to it and, and um, the product that we're putting out with, I'm thrilled. Um, I think this weekend is a very uh, busy and, you know, in some ways a, a completely different but an incredible challenge for the talent down here um, in NXT. Not only will they have the show live tonight, but then uh, obviously SmackDown on Friday, which I'm sure we'll have some involvement in. War Games on Saturday, which in and of itself is a massive event, and I, I believe with the card that we have, must see. And then Survivor Series the next night, everybody kind of working double, triple duty on this, uh, but in a a manner that is just sort of unprecedented for NXT, being able to step into Raw and SmackDown, being able to step into Survivor Series and prove their worth against everybody on that entire roster. So um, it's an exciting time. Tonight's show uh, here at Full Sail on USA Network will be, um, I think, one of the, the best shows we've ever done, just based on the fact alone that uh, we have confirmed the revival versus the undisputed era of what for me for many i think is a sort of a dream tag match um but i know for me certainly i can't wait to watch that go down um that's going to be incredible and epic i'm sure if those talent do what they've done in the past all of them uh should be tough to surpass that and then leading into war games you have a ladder match between 
Dominic Dijakovic and Adam Cole, Cole who is on arguably one of the best roles of anybody ever uh, right now with everything that he has been doing and representing NXT with Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins and everything else that has happened. Um, that ladder match to determine who gets the advantage at War Games. So the show is off to an epic start and just, you know, uh, Monday night opening up the the doors, so to speak, to NXT and allowing everybody to the freedom to come here uh, and and uh, kind of make their mark. I've talked to a lot of people. There's a lot of people on their way, especially top people that I think a lot of people won't expect to necessarily be a part of this um, are on their way here tonight. And uh, it should uh, it should make for an epic, uh, kind of unpredictable, crazy, wild, and uh, exciting show. So with that, I'll open it up. To everybody here and calls. All right, guys, usual rules apply. One question, one follow-up, please. Thank you. If you would like to ask a question, please signal by pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you're using a speakerphone, please make sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach our equipment. Again, please press star 1. As a reminder, that is one question and one follow-up. And we'll take our first question from Brian Fritz with Sporting News. The new mic hey, Paul. Now. So, uh... Hey, Brian. <laughs> I got to shut that guy out. Come on. Uh, it's, competitive. it's competitive now. It's, it's the phone call wars. You guys are, yeah. You have no idea what happens behind the scenes even, too. Uh, <laughs> so Survivor Series, obviously, is a specialized show, but what is the plan, if any, for having NXT talent on future WWE pay-per-views going forward? I don't think that's the intent. You know, I think the intent is to... Um, and not, not that it won't happen, certainly, ever. I think that, that's clear. Never say never here. As soon as you say never here, uh, we do it. But um, the intent is for NXT to be what it's been and be its own standalone brand, be in, uh, something different, a different feel, different texture um, than Raw and SmackDown, who hopefully will have their own different feels and textures as their own individual brands. Um and this is no different. This is a moment in time. Survivor Series, I think, becoming that one time a year maybe where all these brands can get in the same place, same time, and go against each other. I think that the the split should be more defined after uh, Sunday. But I think it's a great opportunity for everybody to show on the NXT side anyways that, especially for, you know, maybe, maybe some of the fan base that hasn't had a chance to check it out yet, uh, what they're missing and show that they can hang on that level with everybody. I mean, when you when you look across the board, first of all, when I look across the board at, at Raw and SmackDown, I say like the some of the most exciting and um, invigorating sort of things in the last few weeks have been the inclusion of NXT and, and that talent base. Um, it certainly played out on that first episode when we had travel issues. Um, you know, and I think it's been consistently since then some of the the – exciting and, and great parts of the show. But I think it's a, a, a time for them to step up now. And when you get to Survivor Series, you look at some of the biggest matches on that card, and I think part of the inclusion of NXT is what makes them feel so big. Having the Undisputed in that triple threat tag match, having uh, Roderick Strong in there with, uh, with, the, uh, with Shinsuke and AJ, like th- those, those matches feel bigger because of them. Uh, to me, the Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler, Bailey match, you take Shayna out of that equation, the dynamic changes. Uh, you put her in that equation, and that's must-see. 
So uh, that inclusion, I think, is very strong. I think you have to only you have to be judicious with how you do that. Otherwise, it just becomes more of the same. So uh, having the occasion when those things can happen, um, if, if you're judicious with it, then it is super meaningful. And what's the update on, on Johnny Gargano and his health? Is there any kind of uh, timetable for his return? You know, is it day by day right now, I'm, I'm hoping it's soon. He's hoping it's soon. This is a uh, guy I can't even tell you how many takeovers in a row that he did. And, and like, he is just gutted missing this one. I'm gutted for him. Um, you know, th- this would have been a, an epic match and, and a big moment with him and Balor. Uh, but it is what it is. And, He's sort of day-to-day right now. It kind of goes by how he feels. There's there's nothing there that is like a, a structurally concerning or anything like that, but it's just a it's a, a management of the symptoms and, and trying to get him past all that. So um, really that's that that's the update. Is it's, it's day-to-day, but hopefully it won't be too, too long. Gotcha. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. And we'll take our next question from Mike Johnson with PW Insider. Uh, Hey, Mike. You're not not first, you're last. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I know. I'll get Fritz next time. Um, One of the interesting things about the last couple of weeks is that you've had the the tri-branded build to Survivor Series. I wanted to ask you, what's the tug-of-war like between the NXT creative team and Raw and SmackDown creative teams when all this is being put together? How much of a voice, obviously you have a major voice in everything, but how much of a voice does the NXT creative team have as all this is being built so nothing that is happening in the Survivor Series build is cannibalizing or compromising the build to war games? Yeah, look, part of the creative team down here, like I, you know, I got me, I got Sean, I got Road Dog. I'll put that up against Heyman and Bruce Pritchard. You know, we have to go in the office and crack some heads. We're good. Uh, we, you know, we can get what we need done. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, a, a working, you know, there's a collaboration there and it's a working process. And, and uh, in, in a way, look, some of this was planned and some of this was like the nice, you know, you stumble upon something really cool, right? Out of chaos. I always had a, the, anytime something happens where there's some chaos around stuff to me, I always feel like it's when the best stuff happens, it's epic. And, you end up creating greatness out of that. So this is a, one of those situations, and I think everybody's been kind of trying to feel it along. But you know, there, there's no real. Um, it, it's it's a funny thing when you're on the outside looking into it. You can read into it, say the egos of this, egos of that. No one wants their brand to look bad, whatever. It's it's not about that at all. We've just all been kind of on the same page of, hey, let's make this happen. And and you know, you also have to work around the availability of who's there, who can be there, who can't be there. So it's been a collaborative process, but it's been really fun and, and uh, really great to do. And, and you, what's been challenging about it is sort of under the guise of live television and even, you know, you get to Monday night and it's three hours. And as you guys know, and you love to report on things change last second um, on Raw, when, when you get, you can't really, you can't really fully bake Wednesday until you've gotten to the end of Monday. Because a change is a domino and it just rolls down, you know, you tap the domino over and everything else falls and you got to start over. So you can tentpole things out um, in this case for the Wednesday, but then you really have to to see what happens on the Wednesday and it do, does stuff go the way you thought it was going to? Is it Does it end up the way you thought it was going to? And then what are those changes? So 
it's it's been a fun collaborative process and exciting at the same time because you're kind of a little bit going by the seat of your pants to try to make it all happen. But to me, I always feel like that's that's when some of the coolest stuff happens. All right, and then uh, I want to actually ask you about the NXT TV show. You guys have been uh, on USA Network about eight weeks now. What do you think's been the biggest learning curve for the entire NXT team, and what's been the maybe some of the stuff that we don't see in front of the camera that you felt had to be smoothed out over the course of the last eight weeks as everyone gets into the new groove? Um, what's been pleasantly surprising for me and, and exciting is our talent, and by that I mean in-ring talent, have just sort of seamlessly made this transition to live. There, there's a there's a big difference between live and you know hitting time cues and you know for us and and kind of knowing that this was coming that stuff that we've been working on a lot and we work on all the time because you know you have that with Raw and SmackDown and if guys are drafted or whatever or girls are drafted they have to have that skill set so it's something we work on all the time but to see it happen live um, to see that transition and the smoothness of it happening. Um, I, I feel like I'm jinxing myself by saying it, but we haven't had a show yet where, um, we, you know, I've been like, ah, man, we really missed that that commercial break spot, or we really missed this, or we really missed that. And understanding also that on NXT on Wednesdays, a lot of times, you know, we're we're not running with the same crew. And I mean that from every standpoint, from producers to directors to every single thing behind the scenes. We're not running with the crew that is constantly doing this live with Raw and SmackDown a lot. We're doing it with teams that are, and I, and I actually like this about it, but we're doing it a lot of times with teams that are still cutting their teeth on live product and doing this. So we're all kind of learning this together. Um, but it's been a fun process and it's been super collaborative and on everybody's part, but also kind of um, stepping into the the detail of what you get number-wise and seeing how things transition differently for NXT than they do for Raw and SmackDown. So when you're going segment to segment, when you're coming out of commercial breaks, when you're coming back into commercial breaks, different things like that to, to see how the audience reacts. And funny, a lot of ways, the same audience and similar people, but they react differently to the different shows. Um, and that's been a learning curve for us, which which is an exciting learning curve because it's it's kind of allowing you to d- dig deeper into how people consume the product, which is really at the end of the day what we do. And, you know, I think that that, is, that changes globally depending on the market you're in. But it's interesting to see it changing here as well. And we'll take our next question from Martin Hoffman with Sport One. Hey, Martin. Hello, Paul. Um, how are you doing? Good, man. Yourself? Very well. Um, uh, one section that also came in at the NXT uh, SmackDown Raw War was Imperium, uh, who were a mainstay at uh, NXT UK. Um, uh, can you tell us a little bit something about how that um, deal uh, came about? Who made that call to bring them in uh, during the UK shows, and uh, how was it received? Uh, the the things they've done there. It, it was incredibly well received, both from a, a fan point of view and from an internal WWE point of view. Um, it was a suggestion that I had made that look. Uh, 
when, when you talk about this moment in time of Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT and everybody's going overseas, but NXT, we're not, you know, it's not like we're looking to fly the entire roster over there for a show and then bring them right back. And it, so it, it, there was, there was a lot of, so what do we do with this? And my point was NXT has got tentacles everywhere, right? So we're in the UK. So let's get the UK involved in this and let's get, um, get them some exposure as well. The intent of still growing that brand of growing that, uh, NXT UK and, and all through Europe and, and making that bigger, they knocked it out of the park, Walter, that whole crew, um, you know, and they're all big stars. And, and to me, they will all make an impact. All of them, they're on the ground floor of, of creating something new. But again, like we did with NXT, I don't want it to happen where it's this massive uh, go forward rush and then it burns out. It, it needs to be a, a long play. It needs to grassroots and it needs to build. And that's what we're doing with it. And I'm really excited where the project is. Um, to, to me, uh, there's a team that's over there. And, and I know that you know about some of the people that are working on this show, from Jim Smallman um, and the crew there to, you know, Sean going over there, Sean Michaels, and, and sort of taking a, a, a chief role within that product itself. And it shows. And the product is exceptionally good, I think. And um, their inclusion in Raw and SmackDown in this Build to Survivor series is proof of that because they all look like they belong. They all look like they should hang. They didn't look like they were out of place. Um and, and that's really the goal is, is creating this all and building it up one step at a time. Very well. Um, well, one thing that also interests me, uh, the, uh, the one who isn't already part of Imperium might be in the future, uh, Ilya Dragunov. Um, what can you say about his progress doing in the NXT, NXT UK, uh, universe? Yeah, he's amazing. Um, I think he's a, he's a phenomenal talent. I think, um, You saw it when we had Cesaro over there, and mm. uh, and they worked like I mean, he's he's a he's an incredible performer. He's got a bright future, um, and I, I look forward to working with him more and more. And, and you know, for a lot of the talent there, but Dragonov's a little bit different because and and as with Walter, they've had a bit of more training with WXW over there, and 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 part of that process. Um, but for a lot of these guys over there, they didn't have the deep level, especially of television training that a lot of other people have. So their transition to jumping right into that, and, and there's a tremendous difference. So them jumping into that with both feet, but, but being a sponge and being so successful at it um, so quickly is awesome to see. I'm, I'm proud of all of them, and I think they have, all have amazing futures. Thank you very much. And we'll take our next question from Alex McCarthy with TalkSport. Hey, Alex. Hello, how are you doing? You okay, Paul? I'm good. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you very much. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about, you know, when we sat down together in Cardiff um, and had a chat and we were talking about you potentially being in the ring for NXT, It would seem like the stars might have aligned in some people's eyes with um, the Survivor Series and things like that. Um, you know, there's still some matches and teams to be fleshed out for Sunday. Has has that idea been kicked about at all? Um, and and is that something where, if it was going to be any time, would would that have made more sense to you? Could could you repeat something? I missed a little bit of that question. I'm sorry. 
I was just saying that um, as far as Sunday goes, you know, when we spoke in Cardiff, you said that you didn't really want to uh, perform uh, in NXT or under that umbrella. But uh, has that idea been kicked about at all for Survivor Series? Because it would make a degree of sense, of course, uh, representing that brand like you do. Oh, yeah. So you're asking about me as a performer. I'm sorry. That was where I was losing the question there. Yeah, no, I have no interest in that. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I have zero interest in that. Um, matter of fact, if somebody uh, came to me right now and said, hey, you should take that spot, I would, uh, I would fight that vigorously. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to be a part of this. NXT is about youth. NXT is about the future. Um, it's about, uh, uh, you know, the, the success of, of an, a new generation of star. If, if, if ever there's a moment that you can add to that and help that get to another level, obviously you want to do everything you can to make it happen. But for me in this moment, it's, it's about others. I want them to shine on this stage. I want them to have this moment. And, um, I, I know that at, at war games, um, there's an open slot on the Champa team, uh, that's going to be uh, a day of when people find out, I believe, but uh, it's going to be epic and um, people will be very excited. Awesome. That. Um, the other thing that I'm very excited about, of course, is the news of NXT UK returning to Blackpool in January. I was at the last show, it was tremendous. Um, can I just ask, is this going forward going to be an annual thing, um, Blackpool in January? And why the move to a Sunday? Um, so that was an internal decision um, within WWE of moving it to a Sunday. There were some business uh, reasons and determinations that were made for moving it to a Sunday. Um, wasn't necessarily a choice. Uh, I, to be honest, I wasn't involved in the choice of that. It was just, we had options of days, and uh, internally, for the network reasons, it was determined that when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sunday was a better shot, um, but uh, I'm I'm thrilled to be going back to Blackpool. I'm thrilled to be um, getting back there for a takeover. You know, I know I know there's a lot of clamoring for different things in not just the UK but internationally, and uh, a lot of that is happening. It's just behind the scenes that there's a lot of movement happening, and um, people will read into that and try to make it bigger than than I actually mean it, but. Um, there's a lot of movement, and we're looking to uh, come into those markets more. We're looking to come to the U.K. more. I'm, I'm looking at making the NXT brand in the U.K. as big as the NXT, uh, you know, the overall NXT show here is in the U.S., um, and, and doing that in other places as well. So it, it, internationally, there's a lot of growth. Blackpool has been awesome for us. Um, the fans there are intense and loud it's a amazing building um as is, there are so many of them over there but uh I, I look forward to being there and i look forward to the, the you know watching those guys tear it up awesome thank you paul thank you
And we'll take our next question from Jason Powell with ProWrestling.net. Hey, good morning. Hey, Jason. Hey, it's it's no secret some guys have asked for their releases, and there's usually a couple of ways of handling that. Some would say if they're not happy, let them walk. For the most part, you guys have chosen to enforce the contracts. Can you talk about the strategy of doing that? Yeah, look, I think for – it's a tough – so uh, there's a lot of times when a lot of this, for some talent, some of it is legit, some of it in a moment of time um, – I think when you get to the bottom of it, like, I don't understand people airing. If if you have an issue, talk to us. If you think, oh, you know what, I'm going to go put that on the media, that's not a way to go about doing your business. If I had a complaint with a talent, I don't go on Twitter and complain to them. I speak to them. Um, so I've never understood that uh, that process if it's legit. Now, there are a lot of people out there just getting clicks, I know you guys can understand that. Um, <laughs> let's let's throw a headline on something. Let's let, hey, watch this. I'm going to break the internet. Click, right? Um, <laughs> I watch guys do it all the time. Uh, I, I watch guys do it all the time. Sometimes I wish they wouldn't. Sometimes they just think it's funny, right? Like uh, there's a moment in time where they hit something and it gets them a ton of buzz, and they go, "Yeah, and I'm just just messing with people." You know, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, people will say what they got to say. But for us, as far as um, there's, there's also a lot of talent that <clears throat> I think there are moments in time when things happen, people get frustrated, they say some stuff. Uh, it's like any long-term relationship. You say some stuff, you later like, I don't want to see you anymore. And then you come back a few minutes later, I, I was just mad at the moment. And like, of course I want to stay in this relationship. And, <laughs> you know, it is what it is, right? Um, so, but I, it, there's a silliness to it. To me, there's a, a maturity issue of it's not how you handle business. Anybody that's out there that is serious about it, that's talking on the internet, like that, that ain't the place to do it. We all have phones. We all have cell phones. We all have, you know, you meet, you, you, you handle your business like a professional. There is a, everybody likes to think we don't like to stick to the word and everybody wants to say professional wrestler. It's a key word in the front of that professional that's what we're trying to change about the business and make people more professional. Also, uh, Tommaso Ciampa uh, was interviewed by Brian Fritz about his recovery from surgery. And, and he had an interesting line saying that everyone <laughs> understands that if the option is to wrestle 200 times in one year or wrestle 40 times over five years, then it's a simple choice. Can you tell us what the plan actually is for him and just how often he's able to wrestle? Look, right, and so w with anybody's, health when they've had significant issues, then you become uh, much more closely monitored, right? And um, it's a moment of seeing how he feels, seeing how his recovery is, seeing how his health is, him working to change maybe some of the things in his style, and, and not necessarily him. He's not like the, the craziest... Um, you know, risk-taking stunt guy out there, but um, there's a certain point in time we have to monitor that. Look, when, when you go to the Internet and you start to talk about all the people out there chattering about medical this, medical that, 90% of them don't have a clue what they're talking about. I'll put our medical system up against anything in the world. I'll put ours up against any sport in the world, our medical and our wellness. Um, 
That's what we're here for. We have one commodity, that's our talent. We're looking out for the best of their health, but it's a physical business. So when guys get injured, when girls get injured, we take them uh, the best care of them possible. We get them to the best doctors. We get them the best rehab, and we get them back um, if that's their choice to do. The, depending on the schedule they can handle, depending on what they want to do, depending on how much they want to be out there. For as many times as you hear somebody say the schedule is too demanding, there's other people that are telling us all the time, I'd rather work. I'd rather be on the road doing this. It's, it's, I know for me, time off was like almost the worst thing. Like it, it just, it, it leads you, it, the, the sort of the callus falls off and you, uh, everything affects you more. So, you know, it's a, it's a personal choice for everybody. Um, I don't think everybody is the same. I think everybody's different. I think there's certain points in your time where everything is different. When I was 25, uh, I didn't want to go home. I wanted to be on the road every single day. And uh, I think the changes for people, lifestyles change, the points that you're at in your life change. Um, so we work with everybody. And the schedules are, are manageable um, for most you know, and, and the top, when, when you're on top, the demands are higher, but that's also part of the gig as well. You know, everybody wants to be the top uh, performer, but those that comes with responsibilities and, and commitments and everything as well that you have to be willing to take. And sometimes people don't want to take those as well. They just, you know, everybody wants to be the supervisor, but no one wants the responsibility sometimes. And so it's all stuff that you have to work around. Everybody is different. And, and you know, when you're talking about managing a couple hundred talent, it's a full-time gig of, of keeping them all healthy, keeping them all mentally straight of, of what they want to do and motivated and everything else. So it's, it's, it's a lot of work, but we have an incredible system and an incredible team that does it. And again, I'll repeat, I'll put it up against anybody in the world because to me, majority of the complaints or people talking, they're just doing that. They're talking and they don't have a clue what they're actually talking about. Thanks for your time. And our next question comes from Connor Casey with comicbook.com. Hey, Connor. Hey, Connor. Thanks for taking the time today. Um, we're, we're seeing a lot of these uh, champion versus champion triple threat matches this Sunday at Survivor Series. I'm curious, was there ever a conversation to have Adam Cole involved in a triple threat with Ron SmackDown's world champions, Brock and Bray? Yeah, you know, those conversations early in the process took place. Um, there was a, a lot of debate around things, but I think when you finally got to it, like the the Lesnar Ray story, Mysterio story was so strong that how do you how do you step away from that to go to something else? Like it almost feels like that one needs to take place now. And then once you did that, it started to change the dynamic. Now it's not brand versus brand versus brand, or however you want to say that. Um, it changes the dynamic. So everybody kind of morphed into their own spot. Um, you know, the fiend being what that is and, and it, it, it almost works cleaner to have his own unique, uh, storyline. So, you know, Adam Cole will be in the show. Adam Cole will, uh, defend the championship, obviously, uh, you know, reliant on, on everything going well at, at war games and everybody being healthy, but, uh, there's a triple threat, at war games between Pete Dunne, Damian Priest, and Killian Dane. Uh, the winner of that match will face Adam Cole the next night uh, for the NXT Championship. And look, I, I'll, I'll say to be honest, I'm, I would greatly look forward to any one of the three of those. 
Awesome. And Adam, he, how do you feel he is handled the spotlight? He's been in some really uh, key matches on Raw and SmackDown, and like you said, he, he gets to defend the title at Survivor Series. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about Adam Cole. Um, you know, and, and that, look, I don't mean to just single him out, but that's who you asked about, right? Because there's a lot of talent here that I could say the same same about, but like consummate pro, um, represents well, well-spoken, smart, um, you know, he just he has it all, and there's no, no place that he's been in, in in the last month or two, and he's been everywhere. He is represented, you know, uh, on short notice, not the easiest of, of, of requests, right? On short notice, he gets in there with one of the best performers on the planet, of Daniel Bryan, and just and just tears the place down. Um, you know, he then gets in there with Seth Rollins, tears the place down. Um, gets in there with. Uh, you know all those all those people all those brands on short notice and and carries it gets the fox uh, goes on on the backstage show represents himself incredibly well i have people calling me and sending me notes all all day long about fox about god damn this kid's a star and man he represents so well and you know he, he just has it he's humble he's smart he's a sponge for the business wants to know everything that there is about it as good as he is wants to know everything and more um, he's a leader. He's a leader in the locker room. He just, you know, he just has it all. Um, and and so I can't. I, it's hard for me to 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 say it any other way than I can't say enough good stuff about him. As somebody asked earlier, I'll just add to that. Somebody somebody asked a question earlier. I made the mention of professional. There you go, Adam Cole. All right, guys, we'll take our next, next question, question from. I'm sorry, this next one will be the final one. And our next question will come from Kelly Wells with PWTorch.com. Thanks, as always, Paul, for having us. Yeah, well, hey, we'll do one, guys, we'll do one more after this. Sorry, we just looked at the clock wrong here. We'll do one more after this. Sorry. Thank you, Kelly. Okay, so um, you touched on this as far as the talent goes, but working toward two major shows on back-to-back days has presented some challenges in booking as well. Uh, was NXT's involvement in Survivor Series a long-planned event that you were able to prepare for, or was this a late addition that caused kind of some shifting of parts and calling of audibles as you geared up towards the weekend? Both. Um, so, yeah, it was talked about quite a while ago of the inclusion of it and it, you know, being all three brands and, and sort of... Uh, being Raw versus NXT versus uh, SmackDown. So that was always a part of the conversation. It was challenging even in that conversation because obviously we have war games the night before, um, already out there, already built, already promoted, everything else, right? So there's obviously challenges to that. As we get closer and that becomes even more of a week-to-week on television, that increased the challenges, right? Once... Once we did the first show where it was a full-on uh, SmackDown invasion of NXT, that changed the scope of the involvement of NXT in the shows on a week-to-week basis and a um, and an overall story writing arc. So it was a bit of both. There were some loose plans there. I shouldn't say loose, but like there were some plans there, but it wasn't fully baked and it wasn't as deep as it ended up being. 
But again, I believe that we, in a moment, uh, came across an opportunity in that moment of, uh, of uh, you know, us having travel issues and needing to pull the trigger on something bigger. We did it, and it, and it created a, a, a tremendous opportunity that we took advantage of. All right. And uh, as far as talents from UK, uh, NXT's gotten some great use out of like Rhea and Kaylee Ray and British Strong Style. And this is to allow for fresh matchups and I assume the purposes of cross promotion. So when these talents come over, is there a long-term plan in place for them usually? Or is it a matter of maybe seeing how well they catch on with the audience and that might dictate the length of their stay? Well, it's, it, it's a little of both. Right, it's a, a little of both. Where do you need them? Where do they? Where can they benefit the most? Do they get to a point in one where to grow more? They need to be in a different location. Um, there's a bit more uh, full hands-on, and they can get. We can get deeper into the learning experience with them here, and kind of finish p- putting that polish on them here in in Orlando, as opposed to, you know, uh, London. So it's a. Um, sort of a work in progress of where they sit, where they are. You know, you see it with Pete was, Pete Dunn was kind of the, the foundation of the UK brand over there in a way with many others, obviously, but a key figure in that. And then, you know, we, we use, use the opportunity with him there to cement the brand and then bring him here to kind of finish that level. Now he was coming and going between here a lot anyways, um, for us to work with him at a greater level, but now he's here full time in the U.S. working out of Orlando, training with us here. The the goal long term is, I mean, the sky's the limit for him, um, and I think that's for a lot of people. You know, Rhea Ripley, you see somebody there, you see them in, uh, you know, she's another one that like in the Adam Colvane, just the consummate pro. As is Pete, sponge for the business. The learning curve is incredible. So. You want them to learn, and then when they get to a certain point, take that next step and continue to grow, not stagnate. So, you know, the the call was made, let's bring her here, and she can do a little of both for a while and then and then get her in, in line here. Uh, we're going to do that and, and evaluate talent um, one by one to where they should be and what's the next level, not only for the brand of NXT in the U.K., the brand of NXT here, um, and, and where they fit, but also for them. What's the, what's the best learning curve for them? There's a certain point in time where you reach a, a certain place where you are where the best thing for you to do is go someplace else and continue that learning curve and learn something new and something more from a different place. Thanks, Paul. Looking forward to the weekend. Thank you very much. And we'll take our last question from Somak Adhikari with India Times. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you, sir? Ah, sir, I'm good. Uh, so I just had one query. Uh, so do you think this expansion of NXT is so what in the long run? How is it going to benefit WWE? Like, do you see it becoming more global, becoming more international, and uh, spreading over the world much quicker? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think I've, I've spoken about it at business partner summits and uh, to Sports Business Journal and um, others 
you know, outlets. But like the, to me, the the long term goal of this is to expand the NXT brand globally, to uh, much like we did, you know, U.S. Uh, then branched into the U.K. and we learned a lot in that process, a lot. Um, the next movement is Great. to go more and more places. India, and, and I'm, you know, use that as an example, obviously, because this affects you, but India is, is a key uh, place that I'd like to be. Obviously, it comes with a lot of challenges and a lot of, um, right. you know, hurdles that that UK helped us learn, but also it's a completely pl- different place to do business. So excited, very excited to continue to get that rolling. Um, and I think there'll probably be some announcements, you know, uh, hopefully in the short term, but uh, of, of us making movements in, in different markets around the world, and whether that be um, some established markets or whether that be some brand new markets where we're going in there with a localized product, um, localized talent, and and creating, you know, in if, for example, in India, creating an NXT brand on the ground in India with Indian talent and um, also talent from around the globe that can really resonate within in the country itself. That that's the goal, long term. That is the goal. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Sure. And and uh, hey, thank you very much. I know you know India. I'll say this, and you, you can put it out there. I, I thank the people of India. It's an amazing uh, place, and you know they're they love WWE there so much. And when we send talent yeah. there, and Charlotte just returned from there last week, and I just spoke to her a couple of days ago. And man, she just she fell in love with India. You know, she couldn't stop raving about it. She couldn't stop raving about the experience, and um, it's it's nice. And, and I feel the same way every time I've ever been there. Um, it's it's such a beautiful place, and the people are so wonderful um, to us. That Thanks for that. Actually, you should know when you Jinder Mahal here, most of India was supporting you because we all grew up watching you. So we yeah, were wanting yeah. you to win, even though you were taking on Jinder Mahal. And I was there at the stadium. I saw you when we all celebrated when you won. Well, uh, thank you. Thanks and, a lot. Um, again, it's it's an amazing place, and I thank you for uh, for being such amazing fans. And we can't wait to get there in a bigger way. And it's coming. Trust me, it's coming. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up today's call. Thank everybody, as always, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Um, hopefully, uh, I get to see a lot of you in Chicago. It'll be a busy week. Uh, Friday night with SmackDown taking place in Chicago. Saturday with TakeOver. Uh, hopefully, I'll get to see a lot of you there um, at TakeOver and get to speak to you, uh, if not before, after the show for sure, um, in the media room. And we'll all get together and, and chat. And, uh, again, I thank you all for your involvement in this your investment in it and uh and your time so thank you very much i look forward to seeing everybody in chicago we'll be doing another call on saturday night after takeover for those who are going we'll grab you from your seats Uh, otherwise we'll send out call information on saturday afternoon thank you everybody